Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another SDGC review. And today, Justin and myself are going to be talking about Resident Evil 8. Or Village. I mean, it's, you know, it's 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 interchangeable. Village, it's not 8. It's, it's not 8. It's, you know, it's... but it is. It's 8. They <laughs> highlighted the V and the I and some parts of the L's. Like, I, you know, <laughs> but, like, in all seriousness, like, is it Resident Evil 8 or is it Resident Evil Village? Like, I think for official marketing purposes, it's Village, right? Yeah, so Capcom, that, I mean, that's kind of the funny thing. Uh, people probably wouldn't know this unless they were on, like, this, you know, style guide site and stuff. But, like, they are, like, you're not officially allowed to refer to it as 8. But looking at the logo, it's 8. Like, I mean, so. of course it is. So... So, so I mean, it's the follow-up to Resident Evil Seven. So, as far as I'm concerned, this is Resident Evil Eight. Um, and what's interesting about Resident Evil Eight? So, I was, you know, I'm a long-standing fan of the Resident Evil, or the of the Resident Evil franchise. One of my favorite. Me too. Yeah, one Me of my too. one of my favorite franchises in gaming. Um, and you know the you know the series kind of lost its way a little bit, starting with five, and then far more so with six. Uh, and you know, uh, in in the minds of most, anyway, I know that there are some outliers out there. Um, and then seven kind of, you know, not only brought it back to its hardcore horror roots, but also really upended the gameplay mechanics by making everything first person. Um, and of course, we had our uh, our brand new protagonist in Ethan Winters, who we'll get to uh, in a bit. Um, and while I loved Seven, um, and it was very, very well received critically um, and commercially, there was a there was a subset of Resident Evil fans who did not like the changes to the gameplay mechanics. Uh, they did not like the the move into a first person perspective, and had and and took issue uh, rightly so with a lack of uh enemy you know or enemy variety i mean um, i think that's the biggest thing yeah. with seven right is just the molded were not that interesting they weren't very scary um and there was like four types of them yeah there and weren't very many two of the types were just like the same but with like a claw arm or something <laughs> pretty much Pretty much, um, but but you know, I, I thought Resident Evil Seven was a great game. Um, I yeah, it. no, I, I like Seven. I like Seven a lot myself. Um, I, I did actually replay it right before Eight. I sort of and um, I definitely saw like some more flaws with it in that playthrough, but I still really enjoy the game. Um, I really like the first person perspective for Resident Evil. I know that's kind of a controversial statement, but <laughs> I really like what that brings to Resident Evil. Um, and so I really enjoyed seven. <laughs> and of course, excuse me. Um, and of course now, uh, Resident Evil Eight. I'm sorry, Village, uh, Village is 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 upon us. Um, second time in a row that Capcom had. Well, actually, third uh, if you count Resident Evil Two and Three remake. So fourth actually. Um, lately, the past few years, uh, Capcom has been announcing Resident Evil games and then releasing them in under a year. Uh, yeah, it was announced at the PS5 <clears throat> event last year, right? Yeah, and and so very impressive stuff from from Capcom, and I was instantly I was instantly drawn to this because of the parallels to Resident Evil Four, which is my favorite Resident Evil game and one of my favorite games of all time. Um, and very much so, this was designed not just to be a narrative sequel to Resident Evil Seven, but a spiritual sequel to Resident Evil Four. Um, there and- is so much 
of Thor's oh DNA my Lord. in this you're, game. You're not kidding. You are not like, kidding. I mean, there's a merchant. Right down... There's the merchant. There's um, you know, shiny little gems like you that are like out. in a yeah. weird part of the ceiling that you have to shoot down. Bird cages to shoot down. Um, you know, tripping enemies by shooting them in the there's like, a there's a castle like, there's, with an evil minion inside of it. You're in a yeah, fucking, like you're in a fucking European village. European I mean, village. Yeah. No, it's there is like they basically were just like okay, let's take seven and mix it with four. And you get village, <laughs> and uh, and the result is uh, like a top three Resident Evil game for me. Um, Same, like um, I, I love every moment of it. I I'm a, I love this game. I I ha- went in with high expectations, especially because of the quality of the games Capcom has been putting out in general, particularly the Resident Evil games lately. So, you know, I went in with high expectations, and I was still pleasantly surprised uh, by how good this game is. Um, I It's also a top three for me. Uh, I replay the Resident Evil games a lot, me so, too. like, me I'll too. need to go through a bunch of those replays before I can really, like, nail down a real placement, but um, it's it's outstanding. Now, the, uh, there's... Do a gr- oh, no, I'm sorry, Justin, go oh, ahead. Those, no, 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 go ahead. I just thought they did a really good job of blending horror tension and action without going too far in any direction at any one time uh like there's like there will be sequences that are scary there are b sequences that are action oriented but none of them outstay their welcome and uh they usually throw something different at you right afterwards like the pacing is just you're moving forward really fast there's a lot of bosses um a lot of different environments and capcom didn't show much of it, the game no not at all they didn't. like there's a there's a ton of stuff in this game that has i mean even now after the game's been released that hasn't really been shown widely which i think is awesome like there's there's a really great sense of discovery and exploration on top of being surprised by some of the scenarios so you brought up something um <clears throat> that i want to touch on real quick before we get deeper into the review and that is uh, New Game Plus, and this is one, one of my one of my few, and it's a minor complaint, um, but it is a complaint. Um, so I fired up a, uh, and I haven't done Village of Shadows yet. I've re- I've played it on normal and on uh, and on hard, um, and there are moments in hard uh, where where I just I don't feel like the difficulty is balanced very well for some of these encounters, um, because I mean let let's face it. The opening moments of the like when you first get to the village, what you have to do is not obvious at all. Um, no, it's not obvious, it's, and I think that's also probably one of the hardest encounters in the game. It, it is well, and, and it is, and when you and on hard, like I died over and over and over and over, and I got it was mad frustrating. It was super frustrating. Like I had to cheese it. I just. I hid inside. I, I was able to find an exploit where I can. I hid inside of a house and I just waited for the mob. But like, that's not the way that 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 scene was intended to play out. And it, it, you know, it it that moment almost made me stop my my hard playthrough because I was like, oh man, fuck this. I was like, this this sucks. Um, now I made it through, and of course, you know, like you know, everything kind of kind of balanced itself out. There were still some weird difficulty spikes there, but that one moment, man. That one opening moment just was not balanced well for hard difficulty at all, especially since it like 
even having played through the game once, when 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 I, when you go back again, it is still super ambiguous as to what you actually have to get to do to trigger that scene where you know the big hammer guy comes out and starts breaking shit up. Um, and so on hard mode, you're just running around trying to avoid one hit kill, almost one hit kills from these lichens, and man, it's just not fun. Yeah, I, I haven't tried it on the harder difficulties yet. I wanted to clean up some of the upgrades and stuff first before I took those on because I just found um, I ju- I just have always found the higher difficulties to kind of be balanced around make like having some of the unlocks and stuff. Oh no, see that's um, the thing. I had like I did I had some of I had like well you know I had my souped up weapons from my first playthrough and it was not any easier. <laughs> Because I am not kidding you, man. On hard on hard mode, those lichens hit you twice and you're done. Gotcha. Yeah, it it's rough. But speaking of Resident Evil creatures, I want to talk. Well, about... speaking of lichens, like that's well, a new thing for Resident Evil, right? Like so, and and of course, like you know, and this is something else that I this is my only other real complaint with the game was I like from a design perspective. I mean, I thought the you know, like the lichens, for example, were great. Um. I don't think, and of course, we are going to get into some spoilers here, so you know, just be warned. Um, the the whole there was a reference not just to the mold, obviously, but also to a parasite that was created using the mold that was used to create the lichens. But that is, but you don't get a lot more than that. And I feel like you know they were trying to, and again, like this is another flavor of Resident Evil 4, right? Like, it's a it's a callback to the, you know, the Plagas. Um, but it begins with a C. I can't remember the actual name, but it was not... It, there was... We hardly the learned... The Cadu. The Cadu, that's right. The Cadu Parasite, we hardly learned anything about it at all, and it was only mentioned a few times, although it was made quite clear that that's what was responsible for the Lycans, and I, I wish they would have fleshed that out a lot more. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, but yeah, dude, lichens, werewolves, uh, well, they're not really werewolves, but, but uh, yeah, like, so, and, and they are very similar in a lot of ways to, uh, to the Ganados, uh, in Resident Evil 4, only these guys are much faster, much faster. And they could, so I love, I love the lichens. Like there's a lot of encounters where sometimes they don't attack you right away. Just they're just kind of like pacing yeah. back and forth or they're just sitting on a roof, like staring and growling at you, like sizing you up. Yeah. And then there's other ones where they're everywhere and they can climb. They can jump off walls. They can ride like, horses. There's some of, yeah. They're some of the most mobile enemies. I think uh, Resident Evil has had. And fighting them is so much fun. Yeah. They brought back the juicy headshots yep. uh, on them. Like, they're, they're such... They're, it's great because, like... um, Because they're, they're tense to fight. So, like, even when it is a big action-oriented segment, it doesn't feel, like, as far removed from, like, what the core of the game is as some of the other... Uh, you know, action sequences in Resident Evil have been like I I loved fighting the Lycans. Well, and then you've got those. Uh, I get they're not zombies, but they're zombie-like. Um, you first like encounter them in, or whatever. Yeah, you first encounter them in uh, in Castle Dimitrescu, and they've got like you know cloaks and swords and you know I, I was never able to. Fi- I mean, what are they supposed to be? What are they supposed to, like? They're not zombies. 
Um, they're much more sim. They're, now those are much more similar to the Ganados from RE4 yeah. than even the Lycans are. Um, but I was never able to quite infer what they were. <laughs> yeah, no, they. I I don't know either. They don't really talk about what those are. Um. But yeah, that's an it's just another enemy type and I think they fit in well especially like in the castle dungeons and stuff. Like they do. these they do. you know cloaked like emaciated figures Man, with dude, the whole castle, the medieval castle, swords. The castle is one of my favorite parts in the entire game. Like like The castle is gorgeous. The castle, the castle is, is so, so cool. cool. Um and I took my time in the castle. I didn't rush through it. Um I found the um so so and this is interesting, right? Because this is the home of Lady Dimitrescu, um, Alcina mm-hmm. Dimitrescu, who is your first big. She's one of the four lords, and she is your first big, big encounter uh, in the game. Which is interesting because I was expecting her to be the last, uh, because she was featured so heavily in Capcom's marketing, um, and she's actually the first one you take out, uh, and. Um, you know, what was interesting about her is that we got, I mean, she was very Mr. X-like uh, in her constant uh, stalking of you throughout the castle. Um, and I, I I feel like she was more relentless than Mr. X. I don't know. She, she barely bothered me whenever I encountered her. I mean, she's easy to get away from, but she was always popping up. She was always popping up. Um, but I mean, she's easy to run from, but, but man, oh man, like maybe I just had bad luck, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, that could be, I mean, she, she does seem to wander around quite a bit. Plus like I was also, you know, playing with headphones on and like the, all the 3d audio stuff. So you could hear her footsteps um, and so like, yeah, yeah. You can hear her heels through the walls. So like, sometimes I'd just be like, okay, I know she's out there and I just chill until she walked away. Right. So that might've been it. Um, and, uh, of course, you know, I had said this. Uh, I had said this on Twitter. Everyone was thirsting after her. And I was like, wait till she turns into some horrible tentacled monstrosity. And, and ask John, yourself. Pe- people were, people knew. People knew that was going to happen. And boy, oh boy, did she. <laughs> so it was like that scene from Army of Darkness where uh, the girl is like, you found me beautiful once. And Ash says, honey, you got real ugly. <laughs> um, she, she uh, I, I'll tell you what, the, and like for all for as as cool of a character she is, and and as well acted as she is, and well designed, um, I didn't find her boss fight to be all that difficult. Like she was actually incredibly easy. Um, I mean, she's the first boss, yeah. Like, which was again, like I, I think it was a little bit of a letdown. I felt a little, felt a little anticlimactic. See, um, I, I was actually kind of okay with that because it meant that everything past that point was all new to me. That's true. Um, yeah. So, like, because I didn't even watch all of the trailers and stuff. So, like, I really like going in fresh. And yeah. so, like, uh, the fact that it was early, you know, was fine by me. Uh, and her daughters were cool, too. Like, like the castle section is just very, very cool. It's it's And it's a, it's such a callback to... Um, to the uh, to the castle from Resident Evil Four, it doesn't last as long, um, but that had some of my favorite moments in the entire game. And then we have, um, then we have uh, what I consider to be both one of the strongest, probably the str- one of the strongest portions of the game, with one of the weakest characters in the game, which is House Beneviento. 
Um, and House Beneviento is the most Silent Hill shit I've played since Silent Hill. Um, <laughs> like that section, like I loved how they released uh, a statement, you know, a couple days before the game came out where they basically were just like, oh, yeah, people said that 7 was too scary, so we toned it down for 7, and they had this section. Yeah, this was... Uh, this was... Uh, so so here's the thing. It's about- one of the most pure horror sequences in all of Resident Evil. Dude, when that thing... So I was walking down the dark hallway, and when that thing just came out of nowhere, I yelled, oh, fuck, and, and dropped the controller... And uh, that 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 was that is one of the most disturbing things I that that is actually probably the most horrifying moment I've ever had in Resident Evil. Um, yeah. yeah, no, it's it's super good, and dude, um, dude, and it's re- there's such a good build up and a great execution. I was hiding it, under too. a bed. I was hiding under a bed, and it's funny oh, too, because because yeah. I'm you know you're walking around the house and it's like open closet and get in. And I'm like, Oh shit, something's going to chase me. I fucking know it. <laughs> and, uh, and the, dude, I was hiding under a bed and that fucking thing was crawling around screaming, die, 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 right. And I, dude, it, oh, mm, ooh, no, 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 no. I don't like it. I don't like that thing at all. Um, but as, as great as house Beneviento was, um, Donna Beneviento is probably the weakest Resident Evil villain I've ever encountered. Simply because we 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 have one, like what ten second moment with her, and Basically. She, she has one she has one line in the entire game that consists of two words. It's, it's more it's more the doll. It's more the doll. She has. But but I mean, but I I I just I feel like I I mean of all the four lords, we I I know just as much about her after playing the game as I did before I played it. Um mm-hmm. and like you know the doll sequence was really stressful, um and and I really loved the tension of it, but like like I hesitate to even call that a boss fight. You know what I mean? Um, and it's, yeah. and, and it's not like it was hard. I mean it, you know, like I just I ran around and I find the I found the doll three times and that was that. Um, the House Beneviento was scary, but it felt more like a, for the most part more like a kind of a guided tour than anything else, Justin. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that's fair. Um I, I enjoyed it though. I love Oh I like um, it. Um I I just I just love walking through the way that Capcom has like authored these spaces in the first person games is so so interesting for me to walk around in. There's so much and, and it's especially true for Village. Um there's so much like little detail to take in. Like everything feels extremely handcrafted. Um and it, it like they just feel like really intimate lived in spaces and just walking around in them is super cool. Well, and um there there's two more <laughs> my dog just ran in here panting. What's going on? Um there's two more. There, there's two more villains I want to get through real quick, uh, and that the first one we'll we'll do quickly because that's that's Salvatore Moreau, and he's he's a exactly what he's you expect. He's a fish man. He's a fish man. He's exactly what you expect out of Resident Evil. He's he's gross and pus filled, uh, and he turns into a huge monster, and he storms around. And he's you know 
he's fun. Uh, he's he's it's a fun fight, but that's really all there is to Moreau. Um, he's a giant fish man. Um, I want to talk about Carl Heisenberg, who oh, is Heisen. Heisenberg of, is so much fun. He is probably my new favorite Resident Evil villain. Um, I love everything about this character. I love his design. I love his I the love design's his, awesome. I love his writing. I love his his attitude. That character actor, that voice actor, just had you can tell he had an absolute ball. Oh uh, uh, yeah, he he is someone that came to get the job he done. That, that like he like it just. It's such a hammy performance, but it's so perfect for Resident Evil. Lichens and gentlemen. Like, oh, it's so good. And and here's the thing, Justin. I think we were all expecting him to be a lichen, but he's not. Yeah, no, I like I thought the guy at the beginning was, the was him. Yeah. was him. That's but what no, I thought. he's not. He's Magneto, uh, basically. Basically. And the I don't want to go into details about what it is because you know, even though we are going into some spoilers, I do want to keep some things. Let's just say that like when the boss fight with him is so ridiculous and it. over the top, it. it caught me so off guard. Also, once once you realize what the boss fight is, like it's super gross. Yeah, because um, I thought he was just writing something or, or like piloting something, but no, he's not. <laughs> And uh, and and it'll become clear once you unlock his his uh, boss fight character model. Uh, then you're like, oh, that ooh. Um, but yeah, what a what a cool fucking character. I and uh, I'm so in retrospect, I'm so glad that they that they they ended with him uh, before uh, the final boss. Uh, just because, like, you know, I've seen people complain about the factory. I liked it. I liked the factory area. I thought it um, went on a little too long. It was long. But overall, yeah. I liked it. Um, it. It's just, it's just kind of by that point, like it's very, it's like very dark and kind of visually samey and kind of confusing to navigate sometimes. So, like, I do get some of the complaints. Hey, some of those enemies overall, were really, really it, disturbing, though. Yeah, and and you're really mm. limited on supplies yeah. and stuff in that section. Um, so like, I do get some of the complaints, but they didn't bother me too much. I. I it could have been a little bit tighter for me, but in general, I still, you know, enjoyed it. And I think we, I think we also need to address um, the Duke. Let's talk about the Duke for a minute. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, can, can I? Yes. Uh, no. I want you to lead this one. Okay. So, personality-wise, and and you know, from a gameplay mechanic standpoint, I love the Duke. I love that we got you know a res- like a merchant character again um it's only been in four that we had one and you know it's kind of you know a friendly face that you would see every now and then you could get upgrades you can get items you could um you know take care of a lot of stuff however um his actual design is one of the worst designs i think i've ever seen in um a triple a game especially one being released this year um he is an extremely fat guy, which is fine, but the design behind him feels very, very cruel and very, very, like, it upset me a lot. Um, you know, I am somebody that has really, really struggled with my weight the past couple of years. Um, I have struggled to find clothes that fit, um, and he is a character that, 
you know, he's clearly wealthy. Like he's got tons of money and stuff, but he can't get clothes that fit him. Like he has like two buttons on his jacket buttoned and they're like straight. Yeah. His it, stomach is completely hanging out. He doesn't have pants on. His feet are all swollen. Like and plus, dude, he's got fucking, kill, he has he's got sausages bare hanging feet. around. Yeah. His fucking, uh, he's got like bare feet. Yeah. yeah he's got, he, he like comments on just, you know, to food and hunger, hunger and stuff all the time is to is to be um, alive. And also, don't forget, Justin, he doesn't really cook you meals so much as he eats the meals and you get his leftovers. Well, I can't couldn't really tell what was going on with that. No, that's what happens. That's just an audio client. That's what happens. You he know. eats them oh. and then you get what's left over. Yeah, but I, it was just really frustrating because like. It was one of the most hurtful character designs I think I've seen in a while just because, like, you know, I really struggled with finding, you know, shirts I could wear and pants I could wear. And, you know, I didn't want to be seen because I know my stomach was going to hang out and stuff for a while. Um, And it was, like, some of the most personal, visceral reaction I've had to, like, a bad character design. Um, And I still love the game overall. Um... But, like, it was upsetting in a way that I have not felt before. Um, yeah, it just it just really bugged me. And and you know he's constantly there for the whole game. Yeah, um, and you know, and he, well, he and he plays you know as opposed to the re merchant uh, in in four, he plays an actual role in the story. Like yeah, like, and like and and I'm somebody that likes to explore. I like to you know sell the stuff I find. I like to upgrade my stuff. So like I was I was seeing him a lot and like people like the Duke. Don't get me wrong, like just character wise, I like the Duke. Um but it's just that design and a few of those lines. Like if they had just like he could even just have been a big guy. But you know, just have him be properly clothed. I well, and it yeah. would have gone it would have gone such a long way instead of having him, you know, be barefoot without pants and you know unable to like tighten up his jacket you know i i think it's the i think it's 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 not even so much any one aspect of his design or characterization as it is all those tropes rolled like like they're just yeah. all present you know um and yeah like like again like you know nobody's saying you know oh my god fuck this game because the duke um all we're saying is that you know, like Justin just said, you feel like that could have been handled better. You know, I I, I was kind of hoping we were past tropey shit like that, and we're not, and that's a little disappointing. Yeah, it's just like because usually with designs like that, they just feel you know kind of ignorant or you know silly or something. Well, this, this person is overweight because they like to eat too much, and it's like that's actually not why most well, that's not why people are overweight. For not this one, so. This one felt more malicious. It, a little bit, it to did. Me. Yeah, a little um, bit. And, and I think that's what that's what bugged me a lot about it. But honestly, that's basically my one big complaint well, with this game. I loved almost everything here, else so about Justin, it. So, Justin, there's something else that, that there's something else malicious in this game, and 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 one of the characters of the game is a victim of it, and it's Ethan Winters himself. Capcom, give this man a fucking face, <laughs> for God's sake! <laughs> like, okay, okay, okay. It's it's time to talk about Ethan. All right, uh, I Ethan is the only person stupid enough to wind up as a Resident Evil protagonist yeah. in this world, and I love it. Like this man is extraordinarily dumb. Like th- this is a, this is actual characterization. Like there's a point where he's in a house that's on fire, 
And his solution is to just drive a truck into a yeah, wall. Like, what are you doing? Like, what? it's like, what you doing, Ethan? What? Ethan, why? <laughs> like, like e- every single one of Ethan's solutions to a situation is the worst decision he could have made. It's, it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I love it. Like, he's just like Resident Evil is a silly, stupid franchise. But, like, Ethan is just stone-cold dumb. But he also just won't give up and keeps pushing forward. And it's, like, a combination of him being, like, slightly jokey and then slightly confused and also very upset by the things that are happening well, to but him. But also, like, dude... Just makes him so much fun can in we this just, game. Can we just say, like, after Resident Evil 7, I'm sorry, I would have divorced Mia. Sorry, but I'm out. And there's a moment at the top of that burning building... Uh, when he punches the wall and he's like, why is this happening? And I'm like, uh, because of Mia, dude. This is all Mia's fault. Like, that's why this is ha- – th- because of Mia, it's it's Mia's fault for for kickstarting this whole thing and lying to you. And it's your fault for, one, staying with Mia, and two, um, f- constantly finding yourself in situations like this. That's why this is so- happening. So the part about Mia is funny because when I replayed 7, I realized that, you know – the flashback where the player finds out everything and how she was involved um, was her own flashback. Ethan wasn't being told that story. It's still not clear if he knows uh, how he, responsible he has Mio to was know at it this though. point. He has to know at this point. He has to know. Because they talk about, you know, uh, Evelyn and, and like, like they, 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 he has to know. Um, because I am sure... Our, our other Resident Evil protagonist who is present, Chris Redfield, has told him. Um, and by the way, I just want to... Oh, that, that, that's fair. Just wanna, I just want to point out, by the way, uh, of course, I was correct that Chris does not turn into a werewolf. I, it, it, people were insistent that the box art meant he was going to turn into a werewolf. I'm like, no, guys, it's just an artistic, stylistic choice. Like, it's it, he's not going to turn into a fucking werewolf. <laughs> and he did not... I, I, thought, it, I thought it was going to happen. Well, but he did not. I knew that he wasn't. I knew it. And... Um, the thing about Chris Redfield is, like, at the very opening of the game, they are very clearly trying to make you think that he has gone rogue or he's an antagonist of some kind. I'm like, I'm not, I don't buy it because it's Chris Redfield, <laughs> you know, like, and also on. because it's me, yeah, that he, like, he, like that gets attacked. It's like, 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 like that's the thing that was so funny. I think from the beginning mm-hmm. that they tried to, you know, make it be like, oh, Chris is evil, and it's like, we as the players are familiar with Chris and Mia. And it's like, yeah, if Chris is going after Mia, mm, she probably is up to something. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And, and of course, you know, we're proven right about our instincts on Chris. Of course, he's not a villain. Um, and, you know, like, like, we won't, you know, we won't here. We won't get too deep into what his motivations are because like Justin said, we're talking about story spoilers, but we don't want to spoil everything <clears throat> because there are some, there are some wild revelations near the end of this game, and you know what I'm talking about, Justin. Yeah. Like, like, let's just say that you may be wondering why Ethan was able to reattach his severed hand so easily. Uh, you'll you'll find out, and I'm not going to tell you why. And uh, Justin, that's another thing, man. Poor Ethan's fucking hands, dude. Like <laughs> Ethan's hands, e- like, and this is like a constant thing. Like I've seen people like thinking they get spoiled on like a single thing. And they don't realize that it's just constant throughout this game. That Ethan's hands get so 
brutalized and abused, Ethan. and then he just throws some first aid med on it. Somebody at Capcom it's, hates hands. They hate hands, it's, and this is their only it's way to... It's so funny. It's ridiculous. It's so funny, and it's so cheesy, and it just keeps, keeps happening. Um, and sometimes it's his own fault, too. Like, his solution is just, like, basically just to sacrifice his I'll, hands I'll tell you what, though, man. I'll reason. tell you what, though. That moment where Dimitres cut off his entire right hand... I was I howled. I was like, "Oh, come on!" That, like <laughs> that was one of the funniest scenes in like the entire series. And it, I legit like, laughed. Because, yeah, I I was cracking up, and then he just, <laughs> just he sticks it back on. First aid med on. Da, da, you know, put a little antiseptic on it. It'll be fine. He'll walk it off. And oh my god, that that scene was so. Funny. But you do actually get an explanation as to why that is, um, and that is something that we won't spoil here. Um, I was kind of hoping they wouldn't give an explanation. Just, just leave it like, here. Oh, just no, let it. Just embrace the it. fucking ridiculousness yeah. of it all. Um, and that explanation is, of course, in classic Resident Evil faction or fashion, completely bonkers. Um, which is what again, like you know, one of the things I love about this franchise. Just it's, it's so like its willingness to embrace its inherent stupidity, uh, because there's a lot about Resident Evil that is just fucking stupid, <laughs> and I love it. Yeah, I love every. Minute and that of was it. kind of the thing. That was something that stood out to me with uh, this game quite a bit is, um, you know, I mean, seven, 7 got very over the top at, at stuff, but it was still kind of restrained compared to a lot of the Resident Evil games. Right. And I was very curious as to how they would take it going forward. And I think they hit the perfect balance with Village. Um, like... They still go, they have some real big, real ridiculous things in this game. And I think that was, you, you know, we, we mentioned the Resident Evil 4 influence earlier. And, you know, me and several other people have, you know, started thinking about, well, there is the rumored remake coming out. That, oh, that, that's Evil, not a rumor. That's of Resident Evil 4. Um, and, you know, the thing I was most worried about is if they would take out some of these big, cheesy, ridiculous moments. And... Now I'm. I know. No, they'll probably keep that they'll stuff keep them in. in. They'll, they'll, and, and I also um, think they'll keep them in because that was one of the biggest criticisms people had of of three remake right or three make right because they cut out whole sequences like the clock tower and the grave digger, um, and and do like if people like like for example if they cut out parts of the castle in Resident Evil Four like people people would revolt like there is no dicing up Resident Evil 4 so I think that yeah. is going to be just like a one-to-one remake um but Resident Evil 8 man like I overall I I I, I loved almost everything about this game and the stuff that I the stuff that I didn't love was so inconsequential that it doesn't really bug me um there is one thing I'll say uh given the given the connections to the spiritual connections to Resident Evil 4 and the fact that we know that Ada Wong was supposed to be in the game at one point. There's some really, really cool character concept art for her. I would... Yeah, it's super awesome. I would not be surprised to see some separate ways or assignment Ada-style DLC starring her or Chris. Um, because that's the thing. Like, like we get a little playtime as Chris, but I mean, it couldn't have been more than 20 minutes, right? Like, Yeah, no, it's a short sequence. And I mean, we did have the Not a Hero DLC for Seven, right? Where you played as Chris, right? Which was fine, um, but uh, you know, I, I I think we will clearly get some kind of DLC for for Eight, and it will either be 
Um, it will either be something involving Ada Wong, I'm guessing, or uh, what Chris was up to, uh, uh, you know, you know, kind of in the background as as Ethan was running around being dumb and and getting himself into Ethan Winter situations. Um, but <laughs> Ethan was running around being dumb. Yeah, that that, that sums up Ethan. Oh, Ethan as oh, a character sure. so for well. sure. And and of course, given what happens in the post credit scene, of course, I think that's probably what is going to be leading us toward Resident Evil Nine. Um, I'm very interested into where the series goes from here because they definitely set up like a number of interesting plot threads that they can explore. They do. Um, they set up some interesting characters and stuff that they could do some do several things. With. I agree. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see where they go um, because they clearly knew that this is going to be a game that influences the future of Resident Evil, um, and they executed on it really well and i cannot wait to see what comes next from this series and what comes next from capcom because capcom continues to just pump out fantastic games and i think the past few years they've really distilled what works about resident evil what people like from resident evil and have done a really good job of serving kind of disparate parts of the fan base with the games that they've been putting out in the series uh quite well well, that's about uh, that's about all I've got for Resident Evil. 8. Justin, did you have anything else that you wanted to uh, that you wanted to talk about? Um, no, I think I think we got kind of hit all the big points. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I do. Oh, I do want to mention one thing. Oh, please. Um, I played it on PS Five, and the load times feel fake to me, um, because there aren't. Yeah, any. I can't even ch- like, I can't even game- check Twitter while it's loading, man. It's not giving me any time. Like on PS Five, the game just load. It just goes to black, and then you're in you're in game. Yeah, it's... whether starting a new game, loading a save, and even if you go to a typewriter to like to make a save, it's like a couple frames that the saving animation plays yep. for because it doesn't take any time. Like it is just such a cool experience that feels very seamless, especially because the world is a lot more interconnected um, than kind of other Resident Evil. Resident Evil games, it's not like, oh, I'm in this section of the game and then moving on. Like, you're constantly backtracking. You're moving into the village, out of the village, and into the different uh, zones where the different lords are. And then, you know, backtracking sometimes when you get certain items also, you know, gets you good stuff. And just, like, it just feels very seamless. It feels extremely polished. Um, And that sort of thing just... it, it, It just makes the game experience feel, you know, just that much more exciting so i i I really enjoyed that aspect me too me too and overall i just oh i fucking love this game um all right well that's uh that's what we got to say about resident evil 8 uh if you stuck along if you you stuck with us this long we greatly appreciate it do us a favor um uh like this leave a comment follow us here follow us on twitch uh at twitch.tv slash official sdgc give us a follow on twitter too if you're on twitter uh at official sdgc uh, and you can find me at GameDadJP, and you can find Justin at RoboPlato, like the philosopher. Um, please don't forget, we go live every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We would love to have you in chat. Uh, and we would also love you to join our Discord. Uh, you can find links to that, I mean, really all over our social media presence. Um, I, I, you know, I won't drop that here, obviously. But, but yeah, um, we have a thriving Discord community with over 300 uh, thoughtful, kind, and inclusive people. We would love to have you as a part of our family. Uh, thanks again for listening, sticking around. Remember, kindness costs nothing. Take care of each other.